You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's the Locked On Hornets Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen Every day, we are free and available on all platforms. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Walker Mail. And you can follow the show handle, at Lockdown Hornets. And I guess that's it. It's weird. I'm not saying now to the scribe. There's a tear. We gave you that emotional send-off on Friday, the last time that Nada would be on with me, at least in that time as a daily host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And I just saw him tweet this out, that he announced what he would be doing. So he's going to the CBS Sports Podcast Network, going to be working on some college basketball stuff over there. So big shout to Nada. Happy to see him be able to take that new chapter. I know he wanted to get back in the game, and it's nice to see him do so. Sucks that he can't be on with us anymore. But we've already done that. I'm always so bad. I was listening to that back again. I'm like, man, I act like the dude is dying and really he's just going to a different podcast network. And it's something I've done every single time there's a change. There's been so much turnover at 730 The Game where I work, where I've done a couple of those different shows. I'm off the air every single day with Molly. And so we go back and look on all of the better times. It's it's so cliche, but I can't help it. I'm a sap with that kind of stuff. I try to hold it in and I can't help but be a sap. But we've already done that episode. You can go back any platform that you get this podcast. You can go listen to Nada's Last Day. But we are going to have a new era. So what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be bringing on a ton of people that cover the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA for a couple of different reasons. One, I think most people like guests. I think that's something the listeners would like to hear more from. And we've been awful at doing that. A lot of that was because the schedule was so crazy between me and Nada. The fact that he had to make sure, okay, hey, we can do it at this time today. Oh, man, the news cycle that is so vicious, he had to make sure that he would be able to cover that first and foremost. And sometimes he would text me and say, hey, I got to push it back. And you know me, I also have to do Sports Center updates for the station. I would have to send some of those in as well. and We'd have to push things back. It was really tough with the schedule. But now that it's just me, I am able to bring on a lot of other people. And plus, it helps me. You know, I'm already doing solo radio at 7.30 the game. It just helps to bring on a ton of people that cover the Charlotte Hornets. And so that's what we're going to start doing, incorporating a lot of weekly guests and trying to keep open a couple of days so we can be versatile, bringing in some of those national guests. So this first segment, I'm just trying to set the table so everybody can feast on their podcast as the show goes on. So I apologize if this is boring, but I'm just trying to warn everybody of what's to come in this new format of Lockdown Hornets. And then you'll start to get to hear some of the familiarity, us breaking the games down. We're going to do that after the Hornets. They beat the Portland Trailblazers. They lose to the Miami Heat last time we talked. They're 5-2, and two, still a really good record in the first seven games of the season. And we'll get to all of that. But the schedule as it plays out right now, we're going to welcome Rod Boone, right? Who better than to welcome Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer? He's going to be joining us for the next two segments of today's podcast. And he's not going to be a weekly guest right now. We're just trying to bring him on frequently as much as we possibly can. And he's been so gracious with this time to do it. We're going to get into the games from this weekend, the start overall to the Charlotte Hornets season. I also want to ask about Rod Boone's grind. I think we all are familiar with him going to the athletic first 
them having a ton of layoffs. They decide to cut coverage of the Charlotte Hornets here locally. He creates the high vibes, then gets on with Sports Illustrated. And unfortunately, with Rick's passing, the Charlotte Observer, they needed to fill that spot. And I think we were all welcoming of Rod Boone to get that opportunity, even with the circumstances being so sad in that way. But we all know this is the guy that has put in a lot of the work a guy that has the coverage of the Charlotte Hornets that people subscribe to and want to go see. And so I thought he would be the perfect person to bring on to launch this new form of the Lockdown Hornets podcast and how we're going to be operating. Also, I don't know if I'm going to make this every Tuesday, but every week I am going to try to bring in a different person locally who covers the Charlotte Hornets. And tomorrow we're going to be able to welcome Dylan Jackson of Swarm and Sting. And we're going to be going after riders all across the board. So Dylan's going to open up that for us. Like the count's hilarious. You know what it is at the Jackson Dylan. So he's going to be joining me tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun. And how about Wednesday? The schedule will feature Paul Biancardi of ESPN. Nobody knows all the high school prospects like him because he's been doing this for so long. And the fact that he works for ESPN, very gracious with his time. We're going to put him on. And also Wes Bryant. Wes is my guy. And I'm so happy for him to have this new job, being the Charlotte Hornets insider for Bally Sports. He's been killing it already. He referred to Miles Bridges and Jason, yes, the villain from Friday the 13th, as thick comparing them to one another. And so, yes, Wes is going to be phenomenal. We're going to have him on frequently. He's going to be joining us Wednesday, too. So a packed Wednesday podcast for you with Wes Bryant joining us. Get familiar with your new Charlotte Hornets insider. And again, been a friend of Wes's for quite a while. Can't wait to have him on frequently to talk Charlotte Hornets. Paul Biancardi also. Thursday, Julian Council. We're going to do the crossover pods. Locked on Panthers. He's actually going to be joining me to fire off his Hornets takes. Julian Council, a longtime Charlotte Hornets fan, and please go check out his podcast, Locked on Panthers, company men we are. So he's going to help me out and join me every single Thursday. And I think the plan right now is to have David Walker on, the OG Walker, on the podcast every Friday to talk the shoes, give us the fashion breakdown. We'll get his opinion on the new City Edition jerseys and just how everything plays out in that world, along with his, of course, Charlotte Hornets analysis. He also is on the Not So Serious Hornets podcast with the other OG, Doug Branson, who I think might be able to make an appearance here and then. Not exactly sure, but we're going to build a community. We're trying to bring in everybody to be able to have this platform to speak about the Charlotte Hornets, and this is the new direction that I would like to take this podcast, and I'm excited about doing it, and hopefully Nada is still able to join you from time to time. We don't have the details on that, but hopefully he's still able to do that, and I'm excited to launch what is something kind of new, a new format here. And I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. You guys have put up with quite a bit of change over the last three, four years or so. Doug and David leaving, me and Doug kind of coming on. Doug back and forth trying to figure out what is exactly best for his life. Then Nada coming back on, being a little stable for a year. And now Nada's leaving. You guys have put up with a lot. And I know this is an important era of Charlotte Hornets basketball with this impressive start, with Miles playing like an all-star, with LaMelo being one of the new faces of the NBA in a Charlotte Hornets uniform. So we want to get this right. I want to get this right. And I'm excited to have this new type of era with the Lockdown Hornets podcast where everybody's involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks again for joining us. And we also, of course, we got to do these reads, man. And it's exactly why I want to talk to you about Indeed. 
Because of the great resignation, the job market is filled with once-in-a-generation talent. So how is your organization going to put together an all-star team? Your front office needs an all-star roster. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer. He joins us for the next two segments. That's coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a funk master flag. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks to Nada for making sure that everything was set up too, like setting up this folder so I can go to these bumps and I can, what I'm going to do, I think with the bumps is I'm still going to incorporate all of them from the show's history. Cause I think that's cool. You know, throwing in the Doug and the David banters and then having me and Nada and maybe even Doug and Nada. Like, we've had so many different types of funny moments with a couple of different hoes. I'm still going to incorporate all of that so we can still do the nostalgia play, kind of like what the Hornets did with their City Edition uniforms. And they also have the court that's coming back. Remember Butt Swoosh? Butt Swoosh is back in its full glory. All of it going all the way down to the half-court line squiggly line butt swoosh is what it is so excited about the court gonna see that with the new city edition games that they'll be wearing those jerseys and let's get into that right now with rod boone let's lead off with that then we'll get into the actual basketball start to the season going five and two through the first seven games man the hornets they're playing some good enough basketball at least to be winning these games right now defensively they need to be more consistent we can get into that analysis as the week goes on but let's welcome rod boone of the charlotte observer hopping on with me to kick us off and then we'll get into even a little of his grind and how he's been able to go from one outlet to another and finally reaching the Charlotte Observer. Here's Rod Boone right now on the Locked On Hornets podcast. It's Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer, somebody's work that you're very familiar with now. You can follow him on Twitter at Rod Boone. Rod, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing today, Walker? I'm doing well, Rod. Appreciate the time joining me here on the podcast. And first things first, not going to talk about some of the games yet. I need to know what your thoughts are on the City Edition uniforms that the Hornets just released. I think they're cool, man. Like the, the, the cursive part, um, the city's name on, on the front is kind of like what I like. And also, they have a really uh, a lot of in-depth details. Uh, it's like a logo underneath the flap on where the, 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 the shorts are, man. So I actually like the design of it. I think they did a really good job of actually just taking people back to the old days and also making sure people know what time it is. So I like them, man. Yeah, I do too. And some people have thought like they're a little too busy and I get it. it, it it's tough for the, to, to match the Mint City edition uniforms that got so much national love. I think the shorts are fantastic with the honeycomb down. I, the gradient's fine to me. But I, the thing about the City edition uniforms too is that I'd rather you go too hard then not go hard enough if you're going to miss. Like, don't give me anything basic when it comes to the City Edition uniforms. I agree. I think it looks good, and it gives you some nostalgia feel to it. 
It does, man. I mean, you're right. Because if you look at some of these uniforms nowadays, they're kind of basic and boring. They don't really have a lot of like um, a lot of detail to them, a lot of stuff that kind of makes you want to go out there and buy their attire. Like, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, man, getting a starter jacket, stuff like that, that were actually good because the logos they actually had were so huge. Like you couldn't help not want to go out there and wear a jacket, man. So I'm with you, man. I like the uniform. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, yeah, we both agree on those. All right, let's get to the start for the Horn uh, the Hornets season. Five and two. Crazy to see them beat the Portland Trailblazers last night. To be in every single game, even surprisingly so, even with Miami, that comeback that they had in the second half, they actually had a shot to win it. And one of the other losses was an overtime loss to the Boston Celtics. You know, Rod, I think this team, we've talked about it a ton just in Charlotte Hornets, you know, coverage, right? I thought it was going to have to be a lot of internal improvement from them in order to contend and and to see where they could be at the start of the season and as the season goes on. Miles Bridges has certainly proven that. You've seen LaMelo Ball take his game to another level, got back on track shooting the ball last night. What are some of the things that you've been most impressed with watching the Hornets get off to a 5-2 and two start this year? I've been impressed most with their depth. I think we know last year's team – that was kind of one of the major issues was the players behind Gordon Haywood, the LaMelo Balls, guys who actually got hurt, um, they weren't able to kind of pick up that the slack, which you wouldn't expect because the, the level of talent drop-off is pretty significant. Um, so now this season when you have your leading scorer from last year, Terry Rozier, out for basically six games, I mean, he, he played in one, but he wasn't himself. Right. And you still are, are essentially winning four of those for those five games, to me, that shows your depth. And the person I think should get the most credit is Kelly Oubre. I mean, people thought he was kind of like a, okay, so-so signing when they signed him as a free agent. Um, but he's shown you that he can not only shoot the ball, but he can fill in any spot you want to in the floor form. So he gives them just more versatility out there. And as you know, the Hornets are all about having players play more than one spot. So to me, he's been the biggest surprise um, in terms of the way he shot the ball. And I think if he just at least continues somewhat on the path he's on right now, they're going to be hard to beat because he gives them just add dimension off the bench. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Kelly Oubre signing. I was one of those that thought, hey, this is a, a fine signing. But he's been certainly better than that when you shoot 8 of 14 from the field against Portland, hit all the threes that he did, and you know how much of a problem that was for him at the beginning of the season for Golden State last year. He seems to be happy with his environment around him. That was something that was apparent on Charlotte Hornets Media Day, just excited to play basketball again. And Rod, the other great signing, only one made field goal in the game last night, but Ish Smith has been excellent off of the bench. And you mentioned it, that second unit, talking about an outside guy coming in and Kelly Oubre, Ish Smith has also been extremely important. How have you seen him affect the Charlotte Hornets in their winning ways to start the season? As you said, he's been fantastic for them because I think one of the biggest things as a coach is when you rest your starting point guard, you want to make sure his backup is at least giving you some kind of um, organization out there on the floor and make sure you aren't playing helpless skelter. And Ish Smith, as we've seen so far, man, is more than just serviceable. Like he's somebody you have to actually game plan for because his ability to get into the paint to make plays for others it's kind of hard to, to to defend if you're not sure which way he's going. He's very shifty out there, change directions. And with the second unit being a couple of younger guys and Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, and if you want to throw PJ in there, obviously as well, you know, having a veteran like Ish Smith, you know, has been around the league for you know, over a decade, having him there 
to be able to kind of help guide those guys, kind of help calm them down when there's no Gordon in the game, there's no LaMelo in the game. It's been really beneficial for them. So you're right. I like what he's done for them so far because he's just been a really calming influence to be able to help the second unit just keep things going when the first unit is cutting the rest out there on the bench. Yeah, and, and one of the one of the guys also that you know he could fill in for at times to just be a ball handler, it's LaMelo. And Rod, of course, this is the star of the team. We'll, we'll get to Miles in a second and, and talk about him. But man, LaMelo coming back strong last night, 10 of 20 from the field, got back on track, shooting the three-point ball, four of nine against Portland in their 125 to 113 win. You know, LaMelo's a star, man. I mean, how how fun is it covering this guy compared to maybe other players that you've covered in the past? And he's really just getting his second year started. I mean, he's, he's an exciting player. Um, as you said, I mean, to see the way people gravitate toward him, um, he's kind of like some players just have that factor without even trying to. He's not really trying to. I think he just knows a little bit that, hey, I can play ball and I'm good at what I do. It doesn't mean I'm cocky, but I'm just me. Um, I'm carefree happy-go-lucky Southern California guy. So to me, I think it's a really um, good thing for the Hornets because he gives you this, this infectious personality that actually the players kind of go out there and follow. You know, when you see him smiling the way he does, when you see him just um, giving the, the, the vibe he does, covering him is great because it's just a different environment. It's hard to really explain, man. Just even when he's out there warming up before the games, you know, fans are out there um, with their cell phone cameras uh, trying to record him, uh, screaming his name. I mean, that's something you usually hear for the other team <laughs> if, you're, if you're in Charlotte. Usually it's for the opposing players who come into town and the fans who haven't seen them but maybe once a year scream their name because they want to see him play here in Charlotte. But um, the Mello has been a superstar for them. And if he just continues to be coachable and allows himself to just remain humble, and continue his trajectory the way he's on right now, they're going to be hard to beat, man, because he wants to be here, it seems like, for years. Whew, yeah, and that's that's the other key part about this is the fact that he's got quotes out there. Anything can change, right? We don't know what's going to happen, but LaMelo putting his foot in the ground pretty hard and saying, yeah, I want to play in Charlotte. I want to be old school, quote unquote. I want to be the guy that stays with this team and can propel them to the next level and build. You know, that's huge. And you mentioned the fans, Rod. I mean, the Spectrum Center, it's been loud. How has that compared to... Obviously, last year, pandemic, not many people were able to go there, but you've been covering this team before then, for sure. And so when you look at the way the crowd has shown up, or maybe not so much, what does it compare like to, you know, watching a team and how the Spectrum Center has been feeling watching LaMelo and Miles compared to maybe what it was years before? It's definitely different. Um, obviously, last year, the pandemic, only a couple thousand fans were allowed. So, you know, yeah, they made noise and stuff. And it was different, than obviously, here in an empty arena. But the fans are coming out in full force. Um, it's still going to take a while for them to get, you know, packed crowds again. But you can feel the atmosphere is definitely different in the Spectrum Center. It's not just the typical normal basketball game. They haven't had very many home games so far. The schedule is right. really road heavy for the first part, uh, in the first month or two. But from the games that have been happening so far, the home opener against the Pacers, where crowd got to there a little bit late because of security issues, I guess. Um, then against... The Celtics was obviously supercharged because of a lot of Boston fans here in Charlotte, period. But then to see the game last night on Halloween um, against Portland, a team that comes in once a year, um, have it be a nice atmosphere, have the Hornets pretty much be down the entire game and then come back and win in the fourth quarter, just shows that things are different around here. Um, yeah. Who knows if, how long it'll last, but you can definitely feel there's a change 
in terms of where the fans are embracing the team. All right, let's take a quick break and come back with one more segment. Rod Boone still has plenty to say on the Charlotte Hornets. The center spot, Miles Bridges, his emergence, as well as James Booknight not getting any playing time. And then he talks about his personal grind going to a couple of different outlets who has been impressive at every single one of them. So don't miss that. That's still still to come on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I want to talk to you about DirecTV Stream, though, because you know how familiar this sounds. You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. Then you're watching sports highlights on your phone. And while all the time you have to have your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes no need to buy another device ever again and the best part is that there's no annual contract get rid of the clutter get rid of the confusion get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible devices required content varies by the package stick around for more rod boone coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is Locked on Hornets. You have gone to that in an after-school special show, <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. I, you have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because clerk, here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and for the most part about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Back in the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we appreciate Rod Boone for hopping on with us. We'll get to him in the last segment in just a moment, but I do need to talk to you about Built Bar because it's such a great, delicious treat. And finally, I've been trying to emphasize the fact that you don't have to use this as just an energy bar. It can be a dessert. And finally, the reads will suggest that. I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and the treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert. Thank you, Built Bar. I mean, now we can finally tell these people to eat this like a treat after a big old meal. That you don't want a whole bunch of calories or sugar with your dessert either. It's the perfect time for Built Bars because it's the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. If you want to go for a raspberry built bar instead of the raspberry pie, I would suggest that as well. Lots of good flavors to replace any kind of cake or pie or high fat, high calorie option out there and stick with a low fat, low calorie, low carb, high protein option covered in 100% chocolate. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's go back to Rod Boone now of the Charlotte Observer. Yeah, and you mentioned things are different. Miles Bridges made a huge difference there. Uh, the guy has to be the leader in the clubhouse for NBA's most improved player, and he's playing at an all-star level. I, I mean, Rod, I think it's the single most important thing that's happened with this team because you, you, you knew LaMelo was going to continue on this trajectory. At least you were hoping so. We've talked about the other key additions in Ish Smith and Kelly Oubre, who both have had their moments of being very good. I just think Miles playing this type of way projects a different type of ceiling that maybe people then maybe people anticipated coming into the year how big do you think this growth has been for miles and the way that this team has been able to perform it's been big for him because he's shown that 
he's versatile. Um, we know that he can do um, different things. We know he can go out there, obviously, and dunk. Um, him and Lamelo have a great rapport out there and able to kind of show fans uh, these highlight reel um, alley-oops and whatnot. But Miles is more than that. He's trying to show people that he's not just a dunker. Um, he can shoot the three-pointer. That's something he's improved upon in the last couple of years. Shooting it really well right now. And like Lamelo, if he hits that three-point shot, he's really hard to guard because you have to b- bring your defender out close to the three-point line. And if he wants to blow by you, um, he certainly can do that. And if you want to, you know, try to bring somebody else to kind of help off when he gets by his first defender, well, somebody else is going to be open. He can make plays for him. So Miles has shown that he can basically be another guy out there that they can put the ball in his hands and say, um, make us make make something happen for us. Mm-hmm. If Melo is struggling or he's on the bench for foul trouble or just taking a rest and Goran Hayward's not out there and he's one of the people, definitely can see Miles having the ball in his hands because the owners believe that um, they believe in his growth. They believe that he's uh, taking a different step each year. They didn't think he had a step that he hadn't done last year. And to them, it's the progression from the telling last year where he played really well in April and May. Um, and now he's playing well the first part of the season. So the way he's out there leading them and just playing with different energy and, and, and showing them his growth has been great for him so far. So I don't see anything but, but him going there in a different direction in terms of going up. It's been so nice to see. You know, Rod, let me ask you this. James Booknight getting another DNP CD last night. It's just not somebody that James Borrego has relied on at all. You know, how surprised are you to see James Booknight not get any minutes at all, really, in the first seven games of the season? Instead, they're rolling with Cody Martin and some other guys. Not as much, because even though he's your first-round pick, he still has to learn a couple of things. And, you know, you have mentioned Cody Martin, He's jumped ahead in the wing position. Cody Martin's played well. I mean, the guy is having a career year, and the Hornets love his defense. That's been his thing. He's always played well defensively. He's always been about his offense. He's shown you he can go out there and hit three-point shot with occasion. He can go out there and get you double-digit points. I believe he scored double-digit points so far, all but one of these um, seven games. So, to me, that shows you along right there that he deserves to be playing. And so, I'm not surprised. Bookman hasn't played so far. His time will come eventually, but when you mention Ish Smith playing the way he has, I mean, they're going nine deep. Right. You want to go to another player deep. You can't really go 10 or 11 deep in the NBA um, regular season games, even playoff time. That's just too many guys. You want to have things tighten up. So he'll get his time just right now. The guys ahead of him are playing better. Rod, how do you feel about this center position after this being a spot that James Borrego has kind of felt uncomfortable, not playing Cody Zeller as much, and he even said in media availability last year, flat out, it's something I've been trying to figure out for the last three seasons. How do you think he feels now about Mason Plumley and also the abundance of young guys they have at the center spot? I think he likes Mason Plumley. Um, again, Mason gives him a little bit of playmaking at the five spot. Not a humongous you know, playmaker where you put the ball in the basket and, and go between his legs and stuff like that. But he can do different things with the pivot, pick and roll situations that he can actually help his teammates go out there and make plays. So he's been good for them. Obviously, his free throw shooting hasn't been what he wants it to be or what the staff wants it to be. Um, he works in, you know, in pregame. It's funny, I put a tweet out the other day that fans were kind of on him because taking three-point shots with Jay Triano just kind of warming up oh, right. in pregame warm-ups. It's just warm-ups, people. Uh, he does other yeah. things out there, too. He does free throws, works on his game. But people see him miss free throws and think he doesn't work on it. He doesn't want to miss them on purpose. He's obviously trying to go out there and make them. So if he can just get that part of the game together, They'll be okay, but just in general, the five spots been an improvement because you have Mason Plumlee a little more athletic, catch the ball, 
with with a mellow ball there, get alley oops, and then you people behind them, you throw in PJ Washington off the bench, who PJ is obviously we know what he can do, and and he stretches the defense for them. But then Nick Richards has been serviceable for them as well. We didn't know what he'd be able to do this season after his you know, rookie year. He didn't get right. much playing time, and he obviously played well in summer league, but summer league is summer league. So for him to come out there and contribute, and PJ was out the last couple of games um, until coming back, it was been good for them. So center spots have been a bright spot for them. Could it improve? Of course it could, but for them, it's not it's not one of their main um, spots they want to count on. 99 ounces is more about just make sure you're serviceable there. You just don't blow it for other buyers, essentially. Rod, just a couple more questions real quickly. Uh, I did want to ask you, I think people are excited that you're on the podcast with us. And again, we appreciate your time. And you've been covering this team for, what, the last four years now? Like, well, how, how many is it? It's some, some, I, th- I thought it was for years. Yeah. And so, you know, the Athletic, they decide to cut coverage of the Hornets locally. You keep grinding, launch the Hive vibes, get to Sports Illustrated, then obviously find yourself working here with the Charlotte Observer. I wasn't surprised at all to see you get the job. I don't think most fans were. You deserved it. And then also to see the outpour of support. I know you were talking about that on Twitter. That was awesome to see, but you deserved that too. Rod, if you don't mind me asking, man, of course. I I think I share really that sentiment with a bunch of different Hornets fans. What was that process like to grind from the athletic, high vibe, Sports Illustrated, now find yourself with the local paper in the Charlotte Observer? It was crazy, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It was, uh, it was not easy. I mean, that's part of what sometimes makes the journey that much special is when you go through the grinds of having to figure out your next step when you think that you're, you're, you're set and locked in for a while and you get thrown a, cur- a curveball, it's not easy to deal with. So just bless beyond belief, man. Just uh, faith. It's one of the main things to just um, give him praise to the God upstairs because he kept me in spot to be able to be where I'm at right now. I mean, it, it wasn't easy for sure. But at the end of the day, man, it's, 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 it's the journey and getting to the pot that you're looking to and the rainbow. And, and right now, I'm there to be observed and I couldn't be happier because yeah. the support has been incredible. It's been um, very overwhelming to have uh, everybody just, um, you know, I'm getting emails, uh, tweets, um, people at the games. Uh, it's just been really overwhelming. And so thank you to everybody who's, who's reached out because it's been something that I really would never forget for rest of my life yeah man well it's been awesome especially with this kind of pivotal moment in franchise history right with the Lamelo, with the miles with the start they're off to this season doing a great job of covering the hornets as always and we're happy to see you on a platform such as the charlotte observer and also i'm excited that you came on the lockdown hornets podcast with us so we appreciate that man it's rod boone of the charlotte observer follow him on twitter if you don't already at rod boone rod thanks so much for the time man really appreciate it Thanks for having me, Walker. I appreciate it, man. Awesome stuff from Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer. So appreciative of him hopping on with us. Said it a million times. So, again, we appreciate Rod Boone. And tomorrow we're going to have another Charlotte Hornets game to talk about, playing the second night of a back-to-back. They'll be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Spectrum Center with Tip starting at 7 p.m. And tomorrow to help us do it, it'll be Dylan Jackson of Swarm and Sting. Also, you can find him on the 11th Pick podcast because of the history of the Hornets had of picking 11 every single year, it seemed like, or something around that uh, around that time so dylan jackson swarm and sting find him on twitter at the jackson dylan he'll be hopping on with me tomorrow excited to talk about the hornets after that thanks to you guys again for joining us on the lockdown hornets podcast a part of the lockdown podcast network now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown nba hollinger and duncan really any show on the lockdown podcast network have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow to recap some hornets basketball mm-hmm.